Welcome to the Deuce Podcast. I'm Brad. And I'm Jeremy. And we are doing episode 87 of the Deuce Podcast. We've made it this far. And we are doing a new, um, what, what do you want to say, uh, a new series? Yes. We, are, we decided to just do 80s movies. So we're going to do 80s movies. We're going to do like three of those. And then we're going to do three 90s movies. And I think we're going to do the three aughts movies. Yes. And we decided to start... Things off with Karate Kid Part 2. Karate Kid Part 2. Karate Kid Part 2. Uh, it is a, <clears throat> a wonderful movie that uh, came out in... When did this thing come out, Jeremy? Uh, 1986. 86. Yep. Right? 86. And uh, it's from the same director. The same director and the same writer did uh, Karate Kid Part 1, 2, and 3. So... Um, and a lot of people in the in uh, who are Karate Kid fans, I don't know what they're called. What do you call a Karate Kid fan? Karate, karate kids. The Karate Chops. <laughs> karate Kids. Karate Kids. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you call a Karate Kid fan, but if anyone knows. Karate Rotsies. Kar- kar- what? Karate Rotsies. Nah, no, 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 no. No? No. Uh, but what I was going to say is that a lot of people in that, they think of one, <laughs> two, and three as canon um, and skip anything else that has Hillary Swank in it. <laughs> uh, as in the next Karate Kid. Yes. So um, they uh, they uh, they think of that. And um, this, of course, was um, from what I read that they did this movie, uh, like the filming of it was 10 days out, or like the writing of it or something was 10 days after the release of the oh, yeah. movie. Like it yeah. was real quick. Yeah, they started very quickly. Which evidently they just either knew it was going to be hit or they just had a, had a story to tell. Well, okay, so... But I feel like it was more of a <clears throat> So I actually read about this a little bit. Okay. They read, or they written, they wrote two scripts, basically. They had two ideas that they were trying to run with. Uh, and there was a lot of debate between the studio and the production Basically trying to figure out. Oh yeah, I read this too. Yeah, yeah. Where trying the, to figure out which way they were going to go. Way like, go for the one way was yeah, we follow Mr. Miyagi and follow his background and kind of this, uh, you know, the origins of him and karate and like the his philosophy and all this kind of stuff. And then the other one wanted to be the the, the revenge of the revenge Greece. story. <laughs> yeah, and it was like supposed to be this yeah. like action movie thing, and people were like, what? So that both of the movies took kind of a different different turn. different turn as to far as what they were. Yeah, I think three by far is way out. But a lot of people don't like the third one. I hate the third one. Okay, it's to me it's stupid. They tried. They were like, "He's back. He's going to this and this and this." <laughs> blah, blah, blah. They, they tried to turn it more into an action movie an action than movie. Yeah. than whatever. This is not this no the Kid Part Two is not an action movie. No, this story. is more of like a, like if they took Karate Kid and they were like, let's make it an art house film. Kind of. I feel like that's what this yeah, is. In a way, kind yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we are doing Karate Kid Part 2. Um, but before we do that, we uh, we have uh, some news. We uh, we decided that we we're going to change the format of our podcast. Um, if you haven't been listening to us in the past, thank you so much for the uh, the the support. Uh, we decided to go a different route as far as just reading the plot for, you know, a good uh, 40, 
you know, minutes, a chunk of the time. <laughs> we decided to, we, uh, we enjoy doing the banter back and forth of talking about the movie. So we decided that we are going to read um, a plot synopsis, a little simple plot synopsis, and then kind of talk about the movie and go back and forth. Isn't that right, Jeremy? That is absolutely correct. Uh, we thought that would be kind of just, uh, we just really like doing that. And we think um, um, a lot of people would like hearing that. Well, and, and our intention was always to try to aim for the show to be about an hour in length anyway. Yeah, and so we can kind of go in a little bit. Yeah, and and um, so Court uh, from Cinema PsyOps, uh, he and I go way back, uh, and we both started podcasting about the same time. He also was trying to, like, he was also establishing his format around yeah. that time as well. And so when we were getting kicked off here, I thought, well... You know, he reads through things. He does this and this. Like, I was trying to, honestly, it was a little bit of kind of following court style uh, a little bit because at that point he had been uh, consistent with the, consistently doing his a little bit more than mine. And so he's yeah. always uh, he's always been uh, great showing me how yeah. to do things we'll and we'll showing me the ropes. We'll still give you the back information. Yeah. We'll still be funny. We'll, we'll try to be funny. We'll still yeah. try to be entertaining. But I think... Um, we just want to be more, yeah. You know, well, of, while it gave us a good jumping off point yeah. on like where to go, yeah. um, you know, our show is definitely different from Court show yeah. and Court does an excellent job with the way that he does his, but we wanted to do a little bit more and we think that like actually keeping it a little bit more conversational might do that for us. Yes. So, so we, we want to take a, take a chance and we can, if, <laughs> if it doesn't work, we'll go back to tediously reading through things for you. Sure. <laughs> so. want to. I mean, sure. But uh, uh, the other news is that we are part of the No Phony Podcast Network. Yes. We love the No Phony Podcast Network. It is a network that is uh, independent awesomeness. I mean, there's just independent podcasts that do everything uh sports podcasts politics podcasts politics for dummies uh nice talk show podcasts um there is a gamer podcast correct there's a yes. religious podcast you name it uh it's true just, crime yeah, true and crime. like supernatural kind we don't of things. try to pigeon ourselves as one kind of you know thing uh, yeah there's networks out there that do that that's great we don't do that they're no phony we just and we like to support each other, and we we think of fun, different different things to do. We love it. Yes, we love it. And this month, uh, uh, I do believe it's Heroes Garage. Heroes Garage, the, yes, uh, is our featured yes, podcast. Which is a comic book podcast. It is. Yes, yes, they are excellent. Uh, they are. They always keep me informed as to like stuff coming up and stuff uh, that I should buy and go mm-hmm. out and do all that. So yeah, they've they've been doing an excellent job. So mm-hmm. definitely go out there, Heroes Garage. Make sure you go out there and give them a listen. Now, even though we are changing the format, we are going to say we're going to drop the deuce. We are going to drop the deuce. We are going to drop the deuce. So uh, why don't we go ahead and do that with a plot summary of Karate Kid Part 2. Go ahead, Jeremy. Okay. After learning that his father is dying, Karate Master Mr. Miyagi, uh, (laughs) played by Noriyuki Pat Morita <laughs> returns home to Okinawa, bringing his protege Daniel LaRusso with him. In Japan, Mr. Miyagi is surprised to discover that his old sweetheart, Yukie, has remained single. Meanwhile, Daniel is attracted to Yukie's niece, Kumiko, but a romance must be put on hold while Daniel and Miyagi deal with local bullies and long harbored grudges. Are they really bullies? 
I mean, I don't think uh, they're boys. I guess that's a good question. So, I mean, con, I mean they're more like con men, business con businessmen kind well, of the way. Right. I mean, they're, they're they kind of run the village. I mean, basically criminal. Yeah. So criminals. So uh, when Mr. Miyagi gets the news that his father is dying, he gets a ticket, or he gets uh, the news from Yukie. And Mr. Miyagi decides he's going to go back um, to just to see how things are and to say his last res- pay his last respects to his father. I loved when the the postman was all like, "Is there a Mr. Uh, Moriarty here?" Yeah, he butchered his name. It's like he gave him the letter. Like, Is yeah. Mr. Miyagi? Miyagi. The uh, <laughs> the uh, no, it's uh, it kind of starts off. So let's just say first off, this movie it like shows ten minutes from right we the previous the first movie. Eight minutes of eight, nine, ten minutes of it is and basically Karate Kid Part One. I don't know many movies that show that kind a of lot. a. That's quite a lot. It, that's always thrown me off though. Whenever, well, yeah, whenever I've seen like, this we movie, I'm like, this what's I was like, going is on? this? I can, it's been a while since I've seen Karate Kid. Yeah, like the original, right? Yeah. But I was like, I thought this was Karate Kid. Yeah. I mean, this isn't in karate. When he does the chopsticks with yeah. the fly, that's Karate Kid. Yeah. It's totally Karate Kid, right? Yeah. So I turn to you and go, this isn't Karate Kid Part 2. And you're like, yeah, it is. It's just the beginning of it. Yeah. Like, yeah, just stupid. give it give it a minute. I mean, I mean but we talk minutes. about that. We talk about how, like, movies do exposition. Yeah. And then this just one did it by showing us the first movie for 10 minutes. Yeah, but, like, a awesome. lot of it. And there's, of it really a, and there's a scene that they filmed just for it. Where, like, they're in the shower. <laughs> Daniel's why, in the shower. Why film that? Why I don't have know. that in the movie? Because I think they didn't have, because they were trying the to give, like, a, a rundown of the story, and there was a missing piece in the middle. And so instead, they filmed part that gave expository dialogue that they could just put in the middle but of it, it. It had nothing to do with the village story that we that we get in the movie. The only, I felt like the only reason they did that was for the nose boop, like, joke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To have in the end. Oh, yeah. That was from the first movie. Yeah. Well, we so dumb back in the 80s that we, we, we were going to forget that? Yes. Such a great joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I I thought it was very weird, too. So It was weird. Yeah. Um. So in uh, basically he gets a notice. He goes to Japan. He's got this long standing grudge with his, it was his best friend Sato. Uh, he was supposed to marry Yukie. Yeah. But, uh, Mr. Miyagi was, uh, in love with her and how did that go? He was in love with her. Uh, she basically called it off. You know, Sato was pissed at him and he just fled because he didn't want to fight Sato to the death. And so he goes back. Because I thought they were supposed to be, it was supposed to be like an arranged marriage, right? Because it was, yeah. Sato and Yuki Sato were an arranged marriage, yeah. yeah. Right. His family was the wealthiest. Right, and she was the poor, poorest. Yeah, and her family was the poorest. And uh, Mr. Miyagi's dad just was like the, the karate instructor or whatever. Great. So, um, and they came from a small village and all that kind of fun stuff, oh. so. Um, from generations to generations, they just taught karate. Yes. I like, mean, that's what I mean, basically. Yeah. I mean, that's what the, you know, it was your last name Miyagi. Oh, you probably teach karate. Yeah. There you go. Right. I mean, 
<laughs> You're racist. No, but I'm just saying, like, it just seems because they have the scene where they have all the ancestors yes, up like, there, and I'm just like, they, they just have, they're just karate. They said people, his, right? his, like, one ancestor brought karate back from China. From China. Uh, you know, 400 years ago or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was, like, he accidentally, like, his boat drifted to, to China and he came back and, you know. Yeah, but it's it's interesting seeing a lot of the culture. Can I can I say too? Like, um, so Daniel ends up going with Mr. Miyagi, basically because his mom is going out of town to like Fresno no, for or the something. summer. I thought they were going to Fresno. Yes, because so she's going go for work. For work. Yeah, she's going for work. For work. What did she do? <laughs> I don't remember. They got transferred out there. So. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth, she was not in this movie. She dumped him. Yeah, she, they it, they just do some expository yeah. dialogue where she dumps him for some other yeah. jock or something. Yeah, whatever. Um, the um, in real life, Elizabeth Shue was heading off to Harvard, so she, she didn't have time to film. She went to Harvard. Yeah, she went to Harvard. Are you, Elizabeth Shue. I know, right? Harvard. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the shoe like did her dad go to Harvard? I guess the shoe doesn't. Fall from the. That's not how that goes. That's not how that goes. The shoe is on the other foot. Okay, shut up. That's not how it goes. Um, So basically, he's supposed to stay with Mr. Miyagi. uh, Right. And so Mr. Miyagi's like, sorry, I got to go do this personal thing. And then Daniel's like, peace out. You're going to go to Fresno. (laughs) Daniel's like, I used my college savings. Wait, and now I bought a same day ticket to Japan. Same day ticket, like no, with no problem. By yeah. the way, he easily got that. It's the eighties. Yeah, but he easily got that. Yeah, it's the eighties. No, but come on. But he said, "How did you pay for this? Like your college education?" And he said, "Yes." And yeah. he goes, "But he goes, you're more important to me than education." Yeah. And not for Elizabeth Shue. She went off to Harvard. Yeah. <laughs> but no, he, um, so he gets up on the plane. And it's funny, like, looking back at the 80s with, like, how they travel and everything. Like, oh, obviously, airplane? he runs up to the gate. Yes. He just runs up to it. But he got a ticket. It's Miyagi. He got a ticket same day, and there was room for him because that was before the airlines were, like, overselling yeah. constantly. Like, as it is now, that doesn't happen. Because they've already oversold your flight. Yeah. Like, somebody always gets bumped because... Uh, it just seems weird because, it's, I mean, they're going to Japan, though. I mean, yeah. that that seems like... Really? Yeah. I don't know. And California to Japan is not that... Well, you know, also, he had... A, I guess he had a passport. I mean, yeah. everything was fine with that, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't sure. know. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Sure, I'm sure he did. That's, you know... I mean, he did have to fly stuff from... we don't know. He did have to fly from New Jersey to, you know... <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the United States. I think you need. So is that where they're from? They're from New Jersey. Right? He was originally. I mean, like, I mean this, well, they live in California. I, I always thought that was weird. I knew that they were from you know the coast, but I knew that then they moved to California. Yeah, but it's just it's always so weird to see and hear him because he's like from California, but he's, he sounds like a sweat hawk. You know what I mean? <laughs> he did. He sounds like John Devolta. You know, yeah. Hey, yeah, you know, you know, Mister Cartier. Mr. Miyagi, you Mr. Miyagi, but it, but it's true. It's like that, and you're like, what's going on? Uh, so that part of it. So he invites him along to his emotional trip to see his father. Right, and I don't like. Look, if this is going to be the sequel, <laughs> if this is going to be like, and don't get me wrong, this is a fine movie on its own. Like, I think this is a fine movie. But as far as like, hey, 
we we just got this this killer hit of uh, Karate Kid, part part one, right? Yeah, and it's about like you know, and part of Miyagi's story was in it, but it was like that that killer fight scene at the end, right? Yeah, and how like people remembered that, they remembered the training aspect, and now you're the second one you're gonna go off to Japan. Like that's that's your plot for the second one. Well, and they like go it's more of a love story, right? Yeah, it really is, and it's actually. And we'll say something that I that's a bad thing. It's just like I'm just thinking mall rats aren't gonna buy that one too well, but I guess it is the '80s. Yeah, it was. Well, and there was a lot of like Japan was in the but culture also, a lot. But also, can I say kudos for them for not doing the same thing? Yes, Do you know very I mean? much so, very much so. And actually, um, the thing that I really enjoyed about this too, so. Daniel gets on the plane with him and he's like, hey, I have a book on Okinawa and I'm trying yeah. to learn about it. He's like, I've learned a couple words and I've like learned some of the history and all this stuff. And when he gets to Japan, like throughout the movie, he's like, oh, I want to go sightseeing and I want yeah, to I'm like, learn about know, the culture and I want to do this and this. And he participates like a he's lot. An engaged, you know, and, and I'm just like, wow, like it's neat. They didn't make him like the ugly American type character. Yeah. He's like, Oh, what the hell is that? You know, you gotta do this. This is crazy. Well, I don't think so. <laughs> I just keep laughing that he even came on the trip and. Jo- Hi, yeah. Jeff. I'm not going to be able to hang out. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. My grandmother Can died, we this, this and we're going that? to the funeral yes. in Las Vegas. Right? Damn, sorry. Las Vegas. I love Las Vegas. Sorry. I'm coming with you. Yeah, right. That's <laughs> basically what it is. You know, who doesn't want to go to Fresno? You want to go to Fresno? Come on. Anyway. I, I don't think Fresno people want to go to Fresno. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I mean, this was also filmed, like, it's supposed to be in Japan, obviously. Yeah. But it was filmed in Hawaii. Yes. Correct. So there were a lot of, like, Canadian actors and some, I mean, there were a lot of American actors in this movie that are not really Canadian. Right. Or not, that are not really Japanese. I yeah. Or, or, or they may be of Japanese descent, but they, right. you know. So let me tell you, so... um a couple people, so... But it also, like, felt real. Like, even though it was in Hawaii... Yeah. It did feel... It had this really weird... You know what I mean? Yeah. It still kind of felt like I was in Japan. Uh, it felt like it was in this weird, stereotypical vision of Japan. Okay. Like, in this well, 80s, like... Like, there were samurai still running around, yeah, practically. Yeah, that's true. And it, it did have this, like... Um, and the reason I'll come back to this. So it does have this almost like M butterfly feeling about like the, uh, you get like the old Japan versus the new Japan. Yeah. It like, does have a little bit of that. Like the, the Tokugawa era versus yeah. Meiji kind of period yeah. where it's like you get, uh, you know, traditionalism versus modernism. You get that in a lot of their clothing. Like, you know, you see people who are in their kimonos and everything like, uh, yeah. there, but then you all see, the quote unquote bullies who were wearing like fifties or sixties clothes. <laughs> like it was, they wear bowling shirts. There had to be a time where they were, the fifties was huge in Japan. Maybe in the eighties, maybe I don't because know. they go to a, they go to a dance. Yeah, they do. We talk about like who shows up to ask about if, uh, what's her face. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of where they where they hired, you know, Asians indiscriminately and then we're like, uh, hey, you so he, like Daniel Daniel is out on the streets with uh, what's her face? Right. I can't think of her name right now. The niece. Yuki. Uh, Kumiko. Yeah. Kumiko. Yeah. And uh, Kumiko. Oh, yeah. OK. So um, 
Uh, and um, they're looking at stuff like in the, in the shops and stuff like that. And this actor comes up and says, Kumiko, are you going to the dance later on? And we looked and we go, I looked at him and go, is that Beanie Wong? <laughs> it was little Beanie Wong. You're like, rewind that. It was his first like real movie. He could movie. not do a Japanese accent to save his soul. Yeah. He goes, he was like, hey, Kumiko, are, are you, you coming to the dance later? The dance later? It was so, it was so, so bizarre. Dance, right? And like, uh, the, it's like Elvis. They're, they're, you it's know, like a sock hop. It's thing. like a sock hop from like the 50s. But let now, me tell you, Ralph Macchio can dance. He can dance. And you're like, of course he can dance. He was on Broadway. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry that you're, you're a, uh, a Macchio fan. <laughs> the, what do you call a Macchio fan? Match heads. Match, match heads. You know, you're such a match head. Yeah. Yeah, watch my cousin video like at least three times a day. I'm a match head. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know you were. But you said yeah. he was in Broadway. He did. Yeah, uh, he was in a how succeed in business without really trying. With, without really trying. I don't know. Being uh, you know uh, these movies. That's how you succeed in business. Yes. There you go. So, uh, <laughs> there's this love story. This That'll love, do like, it. Kind of love triangle that kind of focuses on you know on the village. There's there's two love triangles, and they kind of I mean, and yeah. they actually the the. Yeah. Okay, so is there is yes. that guy is that bully really in love with uh, Kumiko? Would you say? Uh, I don't really call that a love triangle. I thought he kind of was. I think he's he's in love with his honor more. Yeah, but okay, so but that's a lot of this movie. It's like you know who well, think, you in love with more, you know your honor, yeah. or your pride. Yeah. So think think about it this way. So. The original love triangle was between Mr. Miyagi, uh, Sato, and Yukie. Yeah. And Yukie's niece is Kumiko. Yeah. Uh, sure. I mean, guys. Sato's nephew is Chozen. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Mr. Miyagi's, you know, house guest yeah. that will never leave is is Daniel LaRusso. Right. Like, well, I love when you were like people complain or not complain about it, but they talk about like Doc Brown and like Marty McFly hanging out. Yeah. But no one ever mentions Mr. Miyagi and like the teenage kid of of Daniel. Well, they're like, like well, he's his co- he's his coach. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe like, he's his science with, friend. But you're also living with him, and he's doing like his laundry and like building houses for him yeah like that's how he teaches him karate there's a scene in the first 10 minutes where he's like standing at the shower with like while daniel's like (laughs) washing himself facing him like no one nobody's like no 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 no. he's he's gonna see his dog it's all right and they added that that was the thing they added it you know what we need mr miyagi in the shower with daniel talking about what are we gonna do on the tour (laughs) mr miyagi and naked danny and a bunch of blurred pubes in the background. <laughs> like it was it's what we call a, a really and that, that's his his karate kid that they had to bleep out. Yeah. He's a young karate kid. Um yeah, no, that and but no one talks about that though. Right. And I don't know why they don't. Because I guess that whole, you know, teaching and learning thing. Well, and, and maybe Doc it's Brown it's, wasn't really teaching anything. He was just more there to help him. Well, in the first one he doesn't like live with him though. In the second one he shows up a lot. Yeah. And then he like he's just like build a guest house for yourself. <laughs> build a guest house with here. With let me teach you karate how to do this nails with these karate <laughs> nails. He, so like the first one. Why was am really I doing good this? Because I need a, I need a guest house. 
the first one is really good about doing the things like the things that are iconic. Yeah, the like, waxing. The yeah, waxing wax on, color. wax off, yeah. you know, paint up and down. Yeah. Uh, but like this one doesn't do that a whole lot. It does some weird but stuff. Even that, it does, you're like, kind of exploiting some kid to do. Honestly, you're teaching him, but you're also like, I don't want to paint that fence. I'm going to have this kid do it. Yeah. You know, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. I th- although I thought in the first movie, I thought that was clever. In this one, no, it does, they do it better. In this one, it doesn't come up so much. Like when there's nothing like strategic well, about him learning to drive nails into a board with yeah. one hit. No. Well, that's because that's not the focus of it. The focus is yeah. in Japan. Yeah. So, but like we said, like I'm glad that they chose. First of all, I'm glad that they chose to move to Japan. Yes. For the second one, I thought yeah. that was that was that was pretty clever. That was that was mine. Uh, one of my favorite scenes of this movie actually is uh, where Daniel is like standing on that thing with that thing. I don't I don't know what they would call it. It was like a like a de- net hook, like it a was, net hook that were they were starting. To it deflect. was supposed to like cut open the net to let. Yeah, and so I really liked actually Ralph Macchio in the scene. I thought like I was like, oh, okay, he's really like kind of improving as an actor. Yeah, because I felt like there was more inner dialogue that was happening with Ralph Macchio in yes. that. Um. That prepares him for the big fight scene at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so I kind of liked that scene. Yes. There, and it was also like, here's the young apprentice who is still like uh, kind of too rambunctious because he like, you know, he, he makes another one go by him. Yeah. There's you know, so and he gets knocked down. He's not, you know, the greatest either. So uh, Mr. Miyagi shows him this technique with this like uh, this drum. Yeah. Like this drum strike thing, which is where he's. Doing this thing with his arms, just from side to side, turning his like upper body, yeah. um, just kind of like deflect and uh, like deflect and move off, kind of a hit, or yeah. Anything. Uh, and so it mimics this drum that his uh, ancestor brought back from yeah. China, and uh, so. Uh, Miyagi's talking about there's like a, when he was younger there was an accident working at this fish place uh, or at this like fish concern and this the net blade like comes by and he did the drum move yeah and it saved him because it, it missed him yeah and uh, he's you know so Daniel's like okay so Miyagi shows him and then Daniel's like cool let me try and uh, he gets up there and it goes by him and basically it knocks. He, he jumps out of the way and like falls off this like post that he was standing on. And uh, Mr. Miyagi's like, come on, let's get out of here. Well, it's set up again. So Daniel does it again and it almost takes him out. Like it came real close. Right. It ripped his shirt. And um, his mauve shirt. He <laughs> likes to wear mauve in this yeah. movie. I don't it's, know a good co- it's a good color on him, though. He's a really good color on yeah. him. Good for you, um, Ralph Macchio. <laughs> but okay, you. so good for you, wardrobe person. <laughs> so the the thing that I like that keeps popping but wasn't that up. Was that a at great point, scene though? It was a great scene. You know what I think made it really good though was yeah. at the end. Yeah. After he almost gets hurt, and like Mr. Miyaki's like, Jesus, are you okay? And he goes, Yeah. He's like, I'm sorry. That was it was stupid. I shouldn't have done that. And he goes, he goes. I told my father the same thing. The same thing, yeah. And my father agreed too. Yeah. Like it was basically kind of like this. Oh, and then it, I like that you almost get this glimpse of like 
coming back here and everything, you get this very parallel between right Daniel, Daniel and him, where it's like him. he's got a good heart. Mr. Miyagi's got a good heart. It's a young young Mr. Miyagi's got a good heart. He doesn't want to fight. He doesn't want to do these things, but he's very right. headstrong. But that's he's, what I mean. Like, can I can I say this? Go ahead. Go he's ahead, willing to defy these things for love. He's up there. He's wanting to learn karate, but almost hurting himself. And his his father is showing him the same compassion that now he's showing to uh, Daniel. But when you when you talk about like deflecting and like the the whole um, you know drum you know, the drum thing, yeah. where it kind of is like deflecting but kind of yeah. hitting is, is the same way. It's kind of it reminds me of like the fact that like every time he's like I'm we are going to fight and he deflects it like every time he deflects yes. it. You know what I mean? And every time it pisses him off even more to the point where they, he wrecks the village's garden. And finally he has to, he, he, he hit so hard that he finally has to hit back. Yeah. And so it's fine. We'll, we will fight. Yeah. So at this point, later on, like through the, when the, when the whole, uh, the other great scene in the movie with, uh, with the storm coming through. Yeah. Where, where that happens, where oh, he wins yeah. not by fighting. He actually wins by saving. Yes. Which is, which is amazing. Yeah. And so, so yeah, like what you're talking about, that scene. So Sato, um, you know, Sato, he, his family was rich and basically he owns the whole village yes. and he just rents it to them. Pretty much. Uh, so he can do Slum-lord. what he wants. Yeah. So he can do what yeah, he wants. He can do what he wants. Essentially. Um, and his, his, uh, boys, uh, let's just call uh, the one Don Jr. The um, he, <laughs> no, he. No, uh, for me, it wasn't that. It was more like a sheriff and Nottingham yeah. kind of thing. Like yes, sheriff, you know what yeah. I mean. And so, uh, Chosen, he's basically like he buying vegetables from people. Yeah. Turns out the weights are messed up. They're yeah. like fake, and so he's cheating people out of money. Sure, people figure it out, and of course, you know that's right. when Chosen's honor has been. Whatever, right? Be but that's smirched. what I mean. Like both of their, both, like his honor had already been, like his, his <clears throat> uncle's honor had already been, like deflamed by, by uh, um, Mr. Miyagi. Yes. And now here is his predecessor doing the same thing to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And so it's kind of like that. So I like that uh, kind of uh, counter or that counterbalance, that balance yeah. that you have with the generations. That was good. I like that. Oh, I agree. And the whole uh, storm scene, which we yes, talked about. which is amazing, which is which is amazing. By the yeah. way, yeah, you know, good old like bangs a gong, and I thought, oh, she works for Trader Joe's, and, and, uh, <laughs> but uh, so they go into to take cover from this big storm. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, and towards oh, the end. Is that why that girl was up that ladder? Yeah, that's why, well, that's why she was up the ladder. She's the bell ringer. She's the bell ringer. Which oh. like that's. The whole time when she was ringing that bell, I'm like, oh, my God, why are they letting a girl do that? They should have an adult do that. Yeah. Because I'm like, she's putting herself in danger. Yeah. That's why that girl was up there at the end, because she's the bell ringer, and they had to go get her, because, you know, she, yeah. can't, she couldn't get down. I couldn't. I was like, why the fuck is this girl up there? <laughs> like, that's why. But the whole time I asked you, don't forget about the bell ringer, and they do. I asked you who she was, and you're just like, shut up, I'm watching. Well, I was. (laughs) It's a pretty tense scene. No, so uh, you know the everybody's fleeing the storm. Like you can see it building, and actually, I think even the lead up to this is a very beautiful scene. Like you've seen, you see uh, just from a distance, you see Mr. Miyagi and Yukie doing the tea ceremony. Yeah. 
And then you see uh, Kumiko and Daniel going through it. But as they're doing it, the wind is kind of picking up very slowly. And you see it's like very gray or dimly lit. And so then they kiss, and then all of a sudden she's like, no, we got to go. Yeah, all of a sudden she realizes the storm is coming. got caught blocked by Mother Nature. Yeah. (laughs) And so the storm is great. So everybody's running. There's like, um, there are like a a woman who falls with these kids, and Daniel and Mr. Miyagi go uh, pick them up. And as they're running, you see Sato's house, or the house that he's in at least, uh, collapses. And why didn't they get out to begin with? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they were just like plot device. Well, yeah, they're just blowing everybody else off. Or oh, okay. Who knows what it was? But uh, Chosen runs out, and he's like, uh, "They're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, where's Sato at?" And no. he goes, "My uncle's dead. He he's dead in there." And he just runs away. And so they're like, "Okay." And so like, Mister Miyagi's like, "No, no, 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 no. Come on. Like, we have to at least go check." And so he and Daniel go back, and they actually find, uh, they actually find Sato in the the rubble. And when he's in the rubble, uh, you know, they're like, of course, Sato the whole time is cursing him, saying like, "Is this how you're going to beat me? You're going to beat me up here, claim you won the fight. You know, if you think you're going to get away with this, you're not." And like. You see Miyagi's like drawing back and he's getting ready to hit. Well, there's this post that's like laying across his chest. It's like huge. And Miyagi manages to crack it in half and they get him out of there and then they go. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting because it it parallels the scene earlier. Very, I think, understated scene. Like the, the parts of it are understated. And it's uh, Miyagi goes to see Sato earlier in the film. Uh, on like Sato's estate and he's got this board that is true I didn't think of that the whole board where he's like trying to and Miyagi goes is this that same piece of wood that we found on the beach all those years ago and he's like yep and Sato's not getting through it because all that he's being driven by is his hatred of Mr. Miyagi his hatred is doing that so he he well, it's I don't not even summoning think, at this it, point, but I don't even think it's hatred to Mr. Miyagi. I think it's just hate now. Yeah. Because it's just manifested itself so much. Yes. You know what I mean? And Mr. Miyagi, when he's going to save Sato, he really is saving his friend's life. Like, no matter what, like, he keeps calling him his friend. Oh, the even whole though time things he have does. changed. Yeah. Uh, he's Which just we can like, learn a lot from Mr. Miyagi nowadays, yeah. people. Yeah. You know? Uh, you know, it. And I never thought, so I never thought about this before. There was an episode of Community. You can't make an actor more talented by yelling at them. And if you don't stop, your lead character is going to walk. Lead? You play Danny LaRusso. I'm the Karate Kid. The Karate Kid is about Kazuki Miyagi, an immigrant who fought against his own people in World War II while his wife lost a child in an internment camp. Noriyuki Morita was nominated for an Academy Award for his performance. Ralph Macchio showed up. <laughs> I was Miyagi. talking about like the whole uh, Mr. Miyagi thing. With, yeah. Uh, with, uh, but it's he's kind of right. Chang. Like as much as like Daniel, you know, Daniel LaRusso is in this. This is really Mr. Miyagi's. Oh no, it's Mr. Miyagi. Well, yeah. It, it really is kind of his story on both of these. 
Uh, what's three like? I've never really seen three. Is that um, more? Yeah, it's like they try to make it. I mean, there's some of that, but like, Crease is like he calls in like a marine buddy or something like that. To, for real? Yes. No. Yes. Do you mean to read it? Do you mean to read what it's I don't about? No, it just makes me not want to watch. No, that doesn't make me. No, no. I'm gonna read it. Hold no. on. Karate Kid no, Three. It's fine. Summary. But do you nope. Think that I'm reading the, it. This movie, even though like, Cobra Kai karate instructor John Kreese <laughs> is still brooding over the defeat handed to him by Daniel Larusso and Mr. Miyagi, with his slimy partner Terry Silver, Kreese plans an intricate payback that involves hiring a mean-spirited ringer to rob Daniel of the championship title. When Mr. Miyagi refuses to train Daniel under even under threat, the boy makes the mistake of turning to Terry for guidance. Really? Yes. I can't believe that's really. Yeah, terrible. Anyway, um, but he saves his friend. So Miyagi saves Sato. They run into the the bunker or whatever it is. And that's when they see the girl up on the, uh, like on the pole. And uh, yeah, the girl up on the pole. Yeah, and so uh, Daniel runs out there right. to go save him, and uh, or runs out there to go save her. Yeah, and Sato, who is just like, I think Sato's looking at it like. Look, Miyagi's person's going out there. You go out you there. You go out so there. So he tells Chosen, his own nephew, you go out there. And he no, goes, I can't go out I there. can't go out there. And kind of like hides. Like, he looks scared. I get it. You know, like, but he goes and kind of like cowers. And Sato just, you can see the wheels turning in, in the actor's head. So. Yeah. In a way, um, it's more, you know, a villain or a hero. What do you want to be? Yes. It's that moment. Yeah. That you have to choose. And he chooses not to. Yeah. May 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 I add this that this is the summary to uh, the next Karate Kid. Yes. Uh, okay. Please do. Uh, Frank Dunn is a veteran Los Angeles boxer trainer who keeps almost everyone at arm's length except his old friend and associate. And it is not Scott Rocky. Are, what? It is not no, Rocky. No, no, it's not. Okay. When uh, Maggie Fitzgerald arrives in Frankie's gym seeking his expertise. <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. It's he's not, reluctant it's, to train the young woman. It's not Million Dollar Baby that, either. Oh, that's Million Dollar Baby? Oh, never yeah, mind. Yeah, it's very close, though. Molgusha. Girly, tough, just ain't enough. I just want to I just want to see Pat Marita say Molgusha. Can I really, and, and speaking of, because that won a lot of Academy Awards, I'm going to say in, in 1985, Pat Morita was nominated for an Academy Award for... Uh, the Karate Kid, and it took till 2003 for another Japanese actor to be nominated for an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor, and that was Ken Watanabe for The Last Samurai. That's sad that it took that long, yep, and that needs to be changed. And until this day, I don't think any other Japanese, you know, um, actors have been nominated for at least yeah. a supporting actor. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that. So let me. Uh, anyway, they they but, like Asian people. I yeah. mean, there's like like Ben Kingsley, but that's not you know. Yes. Yeah. Besides the point. Yeah. So in that in that scene, that whole storm scene that was amazing, uh, Sato basically tells his nephew he's dead to him. So, um, but I don't know about you, but like. And Sato, like up to this point, like he did a lot of like I'm the tough guy kind of like 
brooding. Yeah, no, like, he was like the tough guy that sounded like and, Cookie Monster. And this mm-hmm. scene, I'm the, like, yeah, he did sound like Cookie Monster. <laughs> Mr. Miyake, I like cookies. Uh, we fight. Cookies. Like, I'm just like, what is he? What did he say? Cookies are some cookies. food. We fight with chocolate chip cookies. Uh, eat them. So um, no, this is a great scene, and this is where you know where and it is like, like a redemption. See, oh my god, you can just see it on the on Sato's face. Yeah. Uh, so that I just want to talk about this actor for a minute. Can, can we also say like my favorite? My favorite was like he and then he they get the girl off and he and they bring her in and he goes, "Now you're dead to me." Yeah. Now you are dead to me. Yeah. Because he was pretty much. Oh my 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 Michael's dead. Yeah. I was just leaving him there. And he did. When when he shows up, he goes, Uncle, I thought you were dead. Like, you didn't even try to look for him. Yeah. But, so this actor, his name is Danny, uh, Danny Kamikona. Oh, yeah. Please tell this. Yes. This is amazing. So, Danny Kamikona. Uh, he has an, like a huge IMDb page. Yes, he is does. amazing. And he's, he has since passed. He died in yeah. 1996. Uh, so, 10 years after this movie. Um. But he he grew up and he's from Hilo, Hawaii, and uh, he he's played a lot of times. He plays uh, like Japanese people in movies. Um, so and a couple times where he's been repeat offenders on stuff. Most times he plays the same stuff, you know, the same people. Um, but I was at first I was kind of like, what on Magnum PI? Again, it, it takes place in Hawaii. So. He was on six episodes of Magnum P.I. He played a judge, just somebody named Judge. Then he played Hoon Ching. Then he played Russell Nakamura and Nancy's father. So I think he played two people in that one. Wait, he was Nancy's father? Yes. Then he played Sato Osawa. That an amazing John episode. and Police Sergeant. So he was in six episodes and either played six yeah. or seven roles. So like how many episodes of Hawaii? He was a Hawaiian actor, right? Like, yeah, he was. So he was in like, what, 80 episodes of Hawaii? Five <laughs> he was in And yeah. not as a cast member. Like how many, how many do you have? Like uh, He was, he was like in about 38 that episodes. Is great. And he's playing 30 different characters? Yeah. So he plays... Lieutenant Akane, I'm sorry, that Tom Kellogg, Felisco Lee, Chief Nick, Lab Man, Charlie Ng, Captain Tanaka, Kakoa, Sergeant Noble, Nick. Uh, he plays Nick in another one, but I don't know if it's the same Nick. Then another Nick. I, so these all <laughs> might be the same character. Oh, they might get, we might have got a story arc. Yeah, he plays Nick on a he plays Nick on quite a few okay, episodes. Okay, so he probably had a story arc in there. Guard in the middle of playing all the Nicks. Then he plays Heaton, Doctor Beaumont, Cooper, Carl Two. Dr. Kamekona, which is his own name. Dr. Rosenstadt. Dr. Holmby. Okay, we get it. General yeah. Chung. Thug. Technician. Oh, Jesus. Che Fong. Charlie. Uh, Do you think, like, after a while he was like, look, I played a doctor last time. Now I'm playing a thug? Thanks I a don't lot. I get, like, okay, so he plays. You know what I mean? He plays Che Fong. Then he's back on the same year playing Charlie. And then he plays Che Fong in two episodes after that. Like... You're intercutting. That's what I mean. Like, I think that people were like, they're like, just make him uh, go. Oh, <laughs> our white audience won't know the difference. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. It's totally racist. So he's he's had two characters that have had multi-episode arcs. But my thing is like, do you think he got the script for like one episode? He's like, oh, good. I'm playing a doctor. And then he got the next week. He's like, oh, I'm a thug. Thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. 
So anyway, like he gets redeemed at the end, yes. uh, and we head to to the end of the movie close because uh, there's a big fight scene that happens. Yeah. So they go and celebrate, um, which they really shouldn't be celebrating. They should be rebuilding. Well, they are, but Sato Sato's taking care of it. Okay, so Sato's he, taking he care rolled of it. in all these trucks because Danny Daniel asks, "What are they going to do?" And he goes, "They'll you know." Uh, Mr. Miyagi says they'll do what they always do. They will rebuild. They'll survive. You know, it'll be fine. Yeah. And so he brings in, uh, you see all these trucks rolling in. It's Sato. And he's like, I'm rebuilding all this. Like, I have to do this. Was it Sato or was it Dr. Gregory whatever? Or was it a thug? I can't tell which 80 characters it was. Dr. Thuggy Nakamura. <laughs> Dr. Thuggy Nakamura. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Dr. General Thuggy Nakamura. <laughs> uh, so... He comes in and he plays, or he's he's going to rebuild, uh, and they say they're going to have uh, they're going to have the festival back at this old like ruins of this castle. The castle that was traditional. That's where it should have been. Yeah. But since he owned it, he was keeping people off it just because of his hate back in the day. Now he's like, you know what? We're going to do this. We're going to do so, it right. And he said Go he to told the Daniel. Rascal. Under the one condition that you join us in kind of the pageantry of this, and then Daniel, <laughs> Daniel's like, "Yeah, cool, yeah. all right." As long as you da- no, he goes. As long as you dance, as he like, it's like, like looks into his eyes, and all he, gazing. He goes, as long as you dance, then gently caresses the side it of his. Really face. Was kind of weird. And I was just like, okay. No, he he's just like, he goes. Your student has become my master, or something yeah, like that. We get it. Yeah. Uh, so they go to the dance, and there it's. It's a really, it's like a very well put together scene. Like it looks visually appealing. Right, at least this, this movie is like, te- I mean, not teaching us, but like showing us a yeah. different culture than we yes. normally wouldn't be, uh, you know, in, especially in the 80s when it was all very much centralized on, you know, white American teenagers, you know, in detention. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like John Hughesy kind yeah. of thing. This is very not John Hughes. Well, and think about you like a, think like about so like crazy. our Asian characters in a lot of eighties movies and things right. like that. Like right. it's very like this is but it's, it's very of, refreshing. Some has a little bit, but, yeah, you know, but but our heroes aren't. No, you know, no. The uh, about the only the only one that I was like, what the hell was that? Was there was a guy who looked like Horatio Sands wearing glasses, Stop. like ran up and like. Gave them a drink and then like ran away, but so then go ahead the the yeah so uh, Kumiko is supposed to be dancing yes and up in the, while she's dancing I was like what the hell is that yeah why is that guy swinging swinging off? like on like that, the is that the Team Wolf from Team Wolf Two is he just swinging from the you yes know what I mean? yeah exactly that's what yeah. it is he like that's what slides it down me. I really thought it was it was Jason Bateman <laughs> uh, he slides down and it's it's chosen. Yeah, and he's like even worse. He like has a knife to Kumiko's well, throat. First of all, like uh, he's now villain, villain. Yeah, and so he got different wardrobe, man. He he looks like he looks like Scorpion from Mortal like Kombat. Scorpion from Mortal Kombat, or he looks like the lead singer of Striper. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just so like yellow. <laughs> I was like fatality. Yeah, get over here. Get over here. That's kind of what he does. Game over. <laughs> Fatality. Fatality. Uh, and that's kind of what it is in a way. Yeah. Because he's just angry. Because he's angry because his pride. Yeah. You know, or his, you know, whatever has gotten kind of taken away from. Yeah. You know. And so he's like, there's nothing that's going to bring my honor back. He's like, so oh, now, now we're going to fight to the death. Yes. If you want her to survive. 
So yeah. And so he, uh, so Daniel has to go over there, kick the bridge down, uh, and so they're fighting, and the crane kick that Mr. Miyagi told him in the first movie was like, you can't defend against it. Right. He does the crane kick, and Chozen defends against it. And it's like, oh shit, we, we you lied, Miyagi. You lied. You lied. And so like, well, maybe Americans can't. <laughs> maybe that's what. These 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 high school kids these, will never defend no, against this. They will not. So busy too, too busy dressing up like skeletons. <laughs> so they uh, they're fighting, and Daniel's getting his butt kicked a little bit. Yeah. And uh, at one point, like Kumiko like strangles uh, Chosen, and he knocks her out. And so then Daniel starts fighting him, and then there's this really cool scene. And I remember the scene like if. There's one scene I yeah, remember. There's one scene you remember. It's the scene, and I even know it. The yeah, whole, the, with the the drums. The drums. Yeah. Everybody's got them, and they're they're twisting them, and you see the beads. You no, know, thank God they brought them yeah. to the party. Yeah, I'm glad they did. Yeah, and so they're going back and forth. They're hitting the drums. Um, I actually had one of these. Did you really? But it was from Mexico. Oh fuck that! And so <laughs> it was from Mexico. And when I was a kid, and I saw this, and I was like. It's like that drum we got from wherever. And so, like, <laughs> I used to take it. Oh, okay. When this scene would come on, I would take and mine it? and do it, too. It was, oh, I felt so cool doing it. That is so adorable. I know. Yeah. But then they, they end up fighting. He ends up winning. Yes. Yeah. No. So he ends up winning. Uh, and then uh, he, you know, says, well, you can choose life or death. Yes. And he's like, did just kill me. Yes. And so instead, he's like, "Too bad." Too bad. Honks and does nose. the hon- nose honk, yeah, well. but does not do it as well. Like you can hear, you can hear uh, Pat Morita when he does the nose honk. It's like honk. And when uh, when when Danny does Daniel Larusso does it, it Ralph Macchio's like yeah. honk. I'm like no, no, it's not so fun. Then, you know, this is close to the end of the movie, right? Yeah, yeah. So how does the movie end? Again, I can't remember. Uh, say hey, we, we you know, yeah, I think that was pretty much it, celebration. It? Yeah, it was pretty yeah, much it. Was it pretty much it? the end of the movie. So yeah. you've been deuced on that, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, are you glad that they did a YouTube show about this? That they rebooted this in a way that made it more. I mean, because we talked, we've talked about it in the past about how maybe they should reboot it as a YouTube or like a Netflix show. Um, maybe. I don't know. Like I know, I I, I, I would know. say the third one needs to go. Like the third and the fourth one can go away. <laughs> um, and maybe this would be. I don't okay. know. I'd rather do the plot of that fourth one. That seemed amazing. <laughs> no, the so in the new ones, it's what that uh, the kid from the the Cobra Kai kid. Yeah, the, the Cobra Kai one, kid. Yeah, he. Uh, why can't I think of his name? Yeah, it's fine. Um, he. He's kind of down and out, and uh, Daniel's now a, a, a douchey kind of car douchey salesman. Yeah. yeah, and so he... So maybe there's a little bit of role reversal. We've done A little bit, yeah. He's lost like some of his moral edge. Moral with edge. Because, but, yeah, because, just because, uh, because Mr. Miyagi's gone. Yeah. Um, but I think like... Um, I mean, for true fans, that seems to be something that you know is awesome. And from what I heard, a lot of people put it on their list of, you know, yes, you know, favorite great shows of the last, I think, year or 2017 or 18, whenever it came out, I can't remember. 
Yeah, it was just... So people were excited about it. I mean, there must have been something out there, I mean, besides the nostalgia aspect. Because I don't think that these these movies, especially the first two, maybe the first one's a little bit more cheesy than this one, as far as, like, the, hey, you know, the, the, um, the, the student becomes a teacher kind of thing. Yeah. You know, a little bit cheesiness that goes along with it. But I don't think it's as bad as some 80s movies. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think, especially this one. I mean, you would say this was the most serious one. Um, yeah, like, but this one to me has a lot of heart to it. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, it, it it more has a story. Yes. Instead of, and I'm know, I'm much more interested in Mr. Miyagi than I am Daniel, yeah. and so like this movie really speaks to me a lot because yeah. of that. So you want a Yoda? Movie. That's what you're, you're telling me. Yeah, I would. I yeah, definitely want a Yoda movie. <laughs> and you know what? I don't want a Han Solo movie. Oh, not no. necessary. Well, they did, they made one. I know they did. It so. was unneeded. Well, you know, generally that's what uh, we thought of this movie. But yeah. let's hear what other people thought of it, shall we? Now, I had a hard time finding really bad reviews of this movie, which is mm-hmm. a good thing. No yeah. one should actively seek bad reviews of movies. But uh, for our purposes, um, it's fun to do. Yeah, but uh, this is from G B Hera. Just call him B D Wong. <laughs> it's B D Wong. Six out of ten. Predictable sequel. The Karate Kid Two finds Daniel, a high school senior, and still hanging with his mentor. Yeah, again, you don't find that weird, but whatever. Hanging with his mes- men- mentor, Mr. Miyagi. Uh, their quiet world is invaded by news of uh, Mr. Miyagi's hometown that his father is dying, and then there's Mr. Miyagi's. It confesses to have skipped town decades ago, abandoning a challenge of honor. A fight to the death over the heart of a woman, Mr. Miyagi must return to the village uh, where his old antagonist is now Mr. Big. I don't know what he means by Mr. Big. Mr. Big Shot. Oh, uh, Mr. Big Shot. I thought maybe either the Canadian candy bar Mr. Big, the 90s hairbang Mr. Big, or mm-hmm. Mr. Big from Sex and the City. Those are All the of those. All of those. And he has not forgotten the challenge one bit. Daniel joins uh, Miyagi on his journey and, of course, learns a new move that will save his ass. Some formula formula points uh, as the original and not as good, but not bad either. Grade C+. Plus. Hmm. Like I said, I really couldn't find any bad reviews of this movie. Uh, Keebler, 6, which I don't know if they're an elf or not, gives it an 8 out of 10. says, sequel that outdoes the original. I would have to say that this is definitely better than the original Karate, Karate Kid. The location of the movie itself was beautiful, and there are more of an interesting flavor involved in it. The music is always better, with the great Peter Cetera, Glory of Love, as the theme. We forgot about that, by the way. No, yeah. But the overall, um, I'm not going to say that word because that is a racist uh, uh, score, and the background is beautiful. The love story underneath the actual main conflict Makes for a complex plot that I love. I find the more rewarding end than the original ending. Great cinematography and the fight scene as well. But that is always true. So, there you go. So, uh, yeah. And, um, you know, I, as far as the music is concerned, um, they did say something. I liked the music in this movie. I did too. Yeah. I thought it was very good. It was, there was, it sounded more synthesized. Yeah. Which kind of gets me, but that's just kind of how 80s yeah. stuff was. But it, I thought yeah. it had a beautiful score. And nothing says, nothing screams Miyagi Love Triangle like Peter Cetera, you know, 
Yes. Glory, glory of love. Yeah. Uh, well, he, Which well, I he think made, itself was well, maybe he tenderly makes for, love to Maybe that song to was her. nominated for an Academy Award. I think it might have been. It might have been. But, you know. I don't know. It was that time. Well, before, he, he makes gentle love to her. It was time slow before, rock. The, before Disney took over. And, like, yeah. A lot of things were, yeah, it was weird. Yeah. Um, but I did, I enjoyed this movie. I did too. I thought, uh, as far as sequels uh, are concerned, this is one of the better sequels. I agree. That we've seen. I agree. And uh, I think it surpasses itself in um, what the plot teaches Daniel, which yeah. is that, that the love is something that, that should be deep inside you as well. Yeah. Forgiveness is something that might not come easy to some. Yeah. But you should forgive, and 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 so on and so on. So I think that by far this plot is uh is the story is a lot better. I think I would agree with you there. Um, you know, I think that I I think it's not as sexy or not as like, you know, commercial marketed as yes. the first one. Yes, but agreed. I think that's what makes this one I think better in retrospect. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? No, as far completely as agree. Well, I was growing up and watching these movies. Yes. Like later on. Yep. Completely yeah. agree. Yeah. So, Jeremy, where can people find the Deuce Podcast? Uh, people can find us at uh, the Deuce Podcast.podbean.com. Uh, you can find us on uh, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, um, a lot of the podcatchers you can get us on. Uh, you can also uh, go to nophonynetwork.com uh, where you can see us and many of our network mates. Uh, you can also go to Facebook and join our Facebook group. So please go there. We'll post all sorts of stuff. Uh, some of our other friends will post their podcasts, which are great to listen to. And we'll, we'll post fun tie-in things, some sorts of uh, surveys and the like. Uh, and then also uh, you can find us on Twitter at Deuce Podcast. That is right. We're going to be doing, we're going to uh, continue our 80s movies. So we are also doing Cocoon the Return and we are doing Crocodile Dundee too. So look forward to those mm-hmm. movies as well. But before you hear the sultry voice of Peter Sotero, remember, folks, that the sequel is key. Never made